one. Boom. Oh yeah, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fun episode. Uh, this one's going to hit a little bit on your mindset. Do you ever feel like you're just faking it until you make it and then like you're never going to make it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. The Insurance Pro Show is a podcast for agents who want to grow their agency and be titans of the insurance industry. Learn from a panel of experts who share their agency struggles, their experiences with the nation's best carriers, and share the marketing secrets that successful insurance agents are using today. Now, here's your host, the Insurance Pro, James Sias. Bro! Bro! All right, all you insurance pro out there before we get into the show just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today give us a like give us a follow subscribe and drop a review and help other like-minded insurance agents find value from our guests and our content as we rise up in those podcast rankings we'll really appreciate every single one of you for it if you want to be a guest on the show i would love to have you on and learn from you as well go to www.insurancebroshow.com guest to schedule your time slot don't forget to follow me on all my social media at insurancebroshow show so fun one today uh fun ish i guess i mean it depends on on where you're coming from who you are and you know what what your mindset is right now uh this is this is gonna be fun because when it comes right down to it i get this a lot this imposter syndrome uh i struggle with it and all do dude it doesn't i don't think it, it really matters where you are in the success ladder where you are in your business i think we all suffer from imposter syndrome definitely definitely and you know for some people like me it's mindset first right like i gotta get my brain right because if my brain ain't right like i can't do anything and so i keep like my journals sitting right here next to me and a pad of paper sitting right here next to me. Cause sometimes I just got to write it all out. And uh, I spent a little bit of time actually doing that today for whatever reason, you know, whatever is on my mind. Um, and you know, this is, this is just kind of something that has been in the background, just been going on. And so I figured, you know what, why not? Let, if this is what I'm thinking about today, let's just do a show on it. So why we not? got this, why not, right? We got this uh, article from impostorsyndrome.com, right? So thank you very much to uh, the author down here. Her name is Valerie Young. Uh, and uh, yeah, she wrote this all up. So lots to talk about, lots to get into. Uh, I know, like I said, like you said, everybody goes through it at some point or another. So shall we jump right into it? Anything we want to talk about before we do? No, I like I like her subtitle in here. The only way to stop feeling like an imposter is to stop thinking like an imposter. And it's part of, of that whole state of mind, right? How do you get your mind in the right state um, to to stop thinking about certain things, to start thinking about <clears throat> like the story that you tell yourself in your in your own mind? What you wake up this morning, dude, it was cold this morning. Yeah, it was. Uh, and the alarm went off at 420 and I opened up my eyes and I looked around and I like, you know, when you wake up and you know that when you, as soon as you take the blankets off, you're going to freeze, but, <laughs> but, and I didn't want to get up. And this is one of those things that you and I go back and forth on this whole imposter thing is, you know, but who cares? Like, I'm, I'm not really that important anyways. I don't really, I don't, I don't need to get up. I don't have to do this. I'm, mm -hmm. I don't think of myself as, you know, the, the sexiest guy in the mirror anyways. I don't, you know, all these different things that you might be able to tell your own self. Um, I think 
a lot of times we got to call that BS on, a, on on it, right? Whether you, you the actual BS or your, your belief system, whatever way you want to do it. But believing that you can do more, like not just telling yourself that you can do more. Because it's one thing that people tell you things. It's another thing when you tell yourself. But it's completely different when you believe it, like when you're capable of doing it. Yeah. Like, you you know, and, and you know, literally I've been on, on calls all day with, with teachers and we were talking about the students during this first semester of distance learning, right? Grades are due this week, end of semester grades. And I have kids that have hopped on and have like turned in all kinds of late work, like tons of it, right? And oh, so what does that mean high school? Right, right. But what does that tell me? That tells me that they were capable. It's not that mm -hmm. they were incapable. They were fully capable. They didn't want to do it. They made it, right. whatever the reason was before, they may have thrown anxiety in the mix, uh, COVID uh, time, uh, I slept in. I don't care what the excuse is. It was just that. It's an excuse that you give yourself time. and mm -hmm. you allow yourself to accept it as what, what stops you from doing whatever it is you want to do. So I, I just think we're very much more capable than we give ourselves credit. I 100% agree with you. And I'm going to, Switch. Oh no, that didn't work. Never mind. I was trying to uh, find that one thing. The uh, our greatest fear is not that we are incapable, but we, that we are adequate beyond measure. Yeah. <laughs> but but we change the banner. Whole, yeah, 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 yeah. But so, anyway, but it's true. All right, but it's true. It's true. So, so getting into uh, ways to overcome imposter syndrome. Number one, break the silence, which is exactly what I'm doing here today. Not everybody has a podcast that they can jump onto and have these discussions with, but hopefully you all have friends or family or, you know, spouses or, you know, significant others, whatever people that you can rely on, somebody that you can talk to a friend, a mentor, a colleague, whatever, somebody there to say, you know, shit, man, I'm feeling like a fraud today. Like I'm just going through the motions and, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's just, I, I feel like it's like, it's all fake. You know, and like you were saying, just when we started here, everybody goes through it. It is not unique to just you. So I think that one one thing that a lot of people do and, and you know, I have over the years learned not to do this is to try and just be tough, right? Like you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to express it. You don't want to uh, bring it up to anybody else. You, you know, you just like, nope, I just got to tough it. I just got to, you know, you're, you're all about this. Just act, just act, just act. And it's going to it's going to go away. Right. Yeah. For me, it, talking about it with somebody or writing it out helps a lot to like push me into that, into that, um, into being able to act, you know, maybe sometimes writing it all out doesn't completely take it away, but it takes it away enough that I can move forward onto the next thing and then start to build that momentum. But breaking the science to me is more like admitting to yourself and to others, there's a vulnerability there, right? That, that you're not good at something, that you're struggling with something, that something rubbed you the wrong way. Uh, and, and the reason why the power of vulnerability is so strong is one of the reasons why uh, you're doing it so much on your Instagram stories is because humans connect with other humans, right? The, the flaw that, that social media has put on things is that everything is perfect, that mm -hmm. we have the perfect car and the perfect house and the perfect spouse and the perfect day with the perfect view. Like everything is supposed to be perfect. And we're afraid to talk about the invulnerabilities that we have, the, 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 um, the weaknesses that we've come across. Mm -hmm. The, I was about to flip out today at work. 
Like this guy cut me off. Mm-hmm. I, I was not able to meet my deadline. Like there's so many people who are going through the same thing that when you're able to break the silence, it's uncomfortable for you at first. Yes. But you connect with other people. You open up the door for other people to say, I'm going through that too. Like this. And, and as soon as you're able to do that, you, when you connect with somebody, you're also opening the door to see other people's solutions, other people's point of views. And they're willing to share with you because you were willing to share first. Hells yeah. Number two, speaking of willingness to share, separate your feelings from fact. So when you're talking to those people and you're talking about your feelings, a lot of that imposter syndrome really is just feeling. It's emotion. It's probably other things that are getting you down, other things that are on your mind. And it's like, it's the spiral, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is like a business thing right? I look at my bank account and it's not as big as I want it to be, right? Or I feel like I'm, I'm struggling to, to make one thing or another happen. I have to make a choice of what to do with the funds that I have available. And like, I just, I want my business to be so successful that I don't have to make that choice that I can just get both or, <clears throat> you know, whatever, whatever the case might be. And those are all feelings. Those, those are things that can start that spiraling motion where you just go down and down and down and down. But again, that that's all emotion. And me being that emotional person, I know exactly what that's like. I know that feeling. I know how easy it is to get caught up and sucked down. But to separate the feelings from fact is taking a look at the things that you have done. And to me, it's finding the things that you can believe. It's finding the things that, you know, maybe right now, today, in my imposter feeling syndrome, in my imposter syndrome feeling uh, state, I can't believe that I'm going to be the best freaking businessman. I'm going to build a Fortune 500 company. I can't believe that, you know, I'm the best CEO that ever lived. You know, maybe I can't believe that. But you know what? I I believe and I can look back and I can say, you know, I I built a business that uh, has 30 contracted agents and I have four employees and the way that we've Uh, built it and everything that we've worked for, you know, I've been able to create a little salary for myself so that, you know, so that I can live, you know, these are things that I've done. These are big, huge, monumental facts (laughs) that I, I don't have to, to try to believe they just, they just are, they're facts. And so that, that feeling, you know, it's a good way to stop the momentum on that spiral and, you know, start to look at other things that that uh, have, have worked out. It reminds me of uh, of broke versus poor, right? So there are times in an entrepreneur's life and anybody's life where you're going to ha- you're going to feel broke. And it could be that you've invested a lot of money and your account is not in a comfortable position. You're broke. But poor is eternal. The mindset of mm-hmm. being poor is different than the than than the temporary position of being broke. Just because you don't have the money in your account right now doesn't mean that you're poor. It means that you're temporarily broke. And it, this is how you're framing things and how you're telling yourself about what's going on that's going to shape the way you look at things. If you keep saying things like you're poor, that is not a fact, right? That is not what's going on. That's how you feel right now. But change it a little bit, right? Broke is broke is temporary. Poor is eternal. Uh, you make mistakes in life. You are not the mistake. You are 
a, a culmination of a bunch of mistakes, actually. I mean, <laughs> you can even go all the way back and most of us were born as a mistake. So, you know, just throwing that <laughs> out there, right? But the point <laughs> a is- A good number of us, yeah. Right, a good number of us, right? But but the point here is that the every single mistake is what shapes us and makes us better. It's how we learn. That's how we learn to walk. We learn from falling down a bunch of times and then we decide that, oh, this is how we do it. And we learn from that point. So you are not the mistake. You're learning from every mistake, you, but you're not that mistake itself. Hails, yeah. All right, number three is kind of a funky one. Recognize when you f- should feel fraudulent. So I just kind of went to, to read this one. Uh, if you're the only one of a few people meeting in a classroom, whatever, uh, who look or sound like you are much older, then it's only natural that you'd sometimes feel like you totally don't fit in. Okay, so this is just basically saying, you know, recognize times that you like actually don't fit in if you're hanging out with a bunch of astronauts and you're not an astronaut that's that's when you can feel like a little bit of a fraud but i don't know no well for me this is surrounding yourself with the right people right you you always hear that that uh analogy of you're you're the sum of the five people that you hang out the most with. i love that yeah well who are you hanging out with so if you're hanging out with a group of people that are not suiting your best interest you are an imposter you're trying to be like people that you think uh, you want to hang out with, but that's not oh, that does not align with the vision of what you want for your life. Mm-hmm. If you want something specific, then you need to align yourself with those kinds of people. And just because those people are smarter than you doesn't mean that you're an imposter in that group. It means that you're you're learning from those people, you're gaining that knowledge, you're learning their experiences, and you're going to move forward. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're surrounding yourself with other people because they're funny and you know you've known them since high school and whatever that that dynamic is. Now you're being a fraud to yourself, to your core values. You're you're fraudulent in that case because you're not you're not lined up with where you want to be. So <clears throat> just because I'm not saying go get rid of all your friends, that's not what I'm saying. But who are you spending your time with? And if you're spending too much time with that group, you're an imposter in that group because that's not really what you ultimately want to go. You just don't have the cojones to actually take yourself out of that situation and put yourself in the other uncomfortable situation where it's people that you may not know as well, but you're trying to be like. That makes sense. And when it comes down to it, those, those groups, when you're around those five people, you often have a lot more to contribute than you might think. Oh yeah. Accentuate positive. positive. Number four. <laughs> Took the word right out of my mouth. It's all good. Um, accentuate the positive. This is exactly what I was talking about. Think about the things that you have done. Think about the things that you have accomplished. Or, you know, sometimes it's just as easy as, uh, like, uh, like Eric says, right? Gratitude. Because you can't be mad when you're feeling grateful. And find all the things that you possibly can to feel grateful about. Sometimes it's as simple as feeling grateful for my dog. She's just sitting right back here. And she's... She's just a good girl. She's just the sweetest girl. And I can go up and give her all the love and, you know, whatever, and just be thankful that I have this awesome, amazing puppy to love and care for or, you know, whatever. Be thankful that I have this nice standing desk and high chair, you know, because it's really good for uh, when my hip when my hip wasn't hurting. It was really nice to be able to stand up throughout the day and, you know, whatever. Just <laughs> find all the different things that you can thankful for my awesome coffee mug that keeps my tea really really hot like all day it's fantastic i love it 
little things. It could be the little things. And and for me, it's always been in the consistency of what I do, right? So whatever your daily habits are that you're, that you're successful at, there are certain things that I do every single day and I make sure that I do those. And when I do those, I feel good about my day, right? Those are the positive things. If anything else happens in the day, uh, it doesn't matter because those things were done. They were taken care of uh, up front ahead of time and I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Like, uh, for example, today was running commission statements or whatever I needed to do, right? So all those different things that you have to do on a regular basis when you accomplish them, those are wins. And don't knock yourself down when you don't actually achieve every single one. But at the same time, give yourself credit for the ones that you do. Hell yes. Number five. Number five, oops, You're going to develop a healthy response to failure and mistake making. Man, I have developed a very healthy response <laughs> to failure and mistake making because I do it all the time. Oh, um, man. It, <laughs> I mean, I, I can I can go all the way back to, you know, high school days. And, you know, I, it's funny. I've actually done this like in my head where there are specific mistakes that I've made through my life that have put me on a path to where I am today. Like moments in time, moments in time. Like, let me go all the way back to second grade where I, I basically quit on school cause I was done with my math homework and I didn't want to do it. And like, from that point forward, I was just a terrible student. And that led me to the school where I was at that put me with the friends that I did that led me to, uh, flipping my first car, uh, my truck to and by flipping. He doesn't mean flipping it for more money. He means literally no, like actually over. flipping it over, um, <laughs> which led me to starting my business, uh, you know, our, our first business and, you know, all throughout that, that era, you know, meeting that girl that broke my heart that sent me to the Navy and then everything that's happened since, I mean, plenty, plenty, plenty of mistakes. And, even though there's a lot of times that I still make mistakes and I still, you know, worry and wonder about the mistakes that I that I may or may not have made, uh, probably one of the best things that I did for myself was realize that. Oh, how does it go? I, there's there's actually like a little saying, but the 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 best part of it is when you're worried about the future, it's anxiety. And there was this moment that I remember when I recognized you know, all of these worries and all of these, these fears and this, you know, imposter syndrome that I was going through one day, it was all anxiety and just being able to identify it and say, Oh, that's what it is. Now it's like, okay, I can put it in this box and I can throw it aside and then I can keep going through my day. Hmm. What you got to say about this one? Well, I mean, just the fact that you, that you can identify it, right? So just the fact that you can point it out, and, and, and give it a name, right? When you look back in your past and everybody does this, the, the, the only issue with this is dwelling on that past, right? But looking at the mistake and understanding that it happened and what you learned for it and how you've become a better individual. I think that's the key part to having that healthy, healthy response to, to that failure or that, that mistake, right? But when you live in that moment, when that's the only thing you can think about going forward, now you're living in regret. Right. And that's that's one of those things that you want to avoid doing because you're never going to get out of that hole. You can never change that decision that you've already made. Uh, and and it's, it's trippy because sometimes I watch shows like uh, like um, 
uh, death row shows, right? These guys that have stories that they, they, they killed somebody when they were 16 years old and they've been in prison for the last 40 years or whatever. Right. Uh, and, and it really kind of makes me wonder, like there are certain things where you're driving on the road and you answer a text message, you, those little moments in time can have grand effects on the rest of your life. And, and those are, those are small little insignificant moments that could have major effects. So look back in your own life. There are certain things that you've made mistakes on, but quickly identify them. This is what I learned from it, right? It's like any cool scar that you have, you don't want to relive the scar, but you do want to relive the lesson and you do want to relive that, that, uh, what you learned hold from on it to the lesson. and hold on to the lesson to make something of your future, right? So you're not making the same mistakes over and over again. There you go. There you go. All right. Moving on. Number six, write the rules. So uh, just to read a little bit, uh, it's if you've ever operated under the misguided rules, like I should always know the answer or never ask for help. So it's basically these are the stories that you've told yourself over the years. Right. I'll give you an easy one. Boys don't cry. Mm. Right. How many times did we hear that growing up? Right. Los hombres no lloran. Yeah. <laughs> right i remember yeah. hearing that from grandpa like los hombres no lloran boys don't cry like those are stories that we've told ourselves over the years that man this generation this 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 generation that's growing up right now they they're changing all of that and uh it's awesome to see it uh in in a lot of different ways for the new generation coming up like not going to get into to that too much, but for us as adults, there are stories that we've told ourselves about things that we're supposed to do, things that we should be. Uh, and oh man, I love that line from uh, Endgame, right? Where Thor is talking to his mom and she's like, everybody fails at what they're supposed to be. Mm. You just got to be what you are. Mm. And like, that's, oh, that's the truth. That's it. And that's the truth. Like, that's that's it. all you can be. It's all you can be. And, you know, to, to, you know, Thorne's mom's credit, like it doesn't mean that you stop getting better, right? You're still trying to get better every single day, but you are who you are. This is, this is the, it's, it's weird because the present moment kind of never exists because the moment you realize that it's the present moment, it's already in your past, right? Yes, so, sir. so it's, it's kind of one of those weird things. But if you, if you focus on what you want to achieve, if you always have a goal before you, you may never reach that goal. You may reach a completely different goal, but taking steps in that forward direction, that's what life's all about. Constantly improving, constantly making your life better, constantly making the lives of, of the people around you better. That, that's that's what's going to bring you ultimately the greatest happiness, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And when it comes to writing those rules, moving on to number seven here, develop a new script. Rewrite the rules, right? Change the script. Change those things that uh, you've been telling yourself. So uh, let's see. Da -da -da -da. Whatever. Uh, it's 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 basically, uh, to me, it's almost the same thing. Do you see any difference between these? Write the rules and develop a new script? Well, developing your script is the future, right? So I think the rules are the constraints that you have in your life, right? So uh, the rules are you have to be at work by nine o'clock, right? You have to take a lunch break. You have to clock in. You, like you these are some rules. These are, yeah, these are some rules that are set in place uh, by other people, other extraneating circumstances, right? But then there's the idea of this is your life, right? This mm -hmm. is, this is, you get to write your own story. You get to go on the adventure that you want to go in. And I think that's where developing your script is all about. Like, if you don't like where you're at, 
you can't go and break the rules, right? Like if you work at a bank, just because you don't like working at the bank doesn't mean you can't go in and just, you know, rob the place. That's not how it works. But you can decide, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on what movie you're watching. But if if you're if but if you can rewrite your script, if you can say, you know what, this is not where I want to be. I want a new life. So I'm gonna spend my time learning about this other avenue. I'm gonna spend my time creating this type of content. I'm gonna spend my time building this other business. I'm gonna spend my time dedicating you know, uh, helping you know the homeless people, whatever it is that you want to do. That's what developing a new script is about, making it happen, putting so it basically, into your words. Yeah, it's basically it's it's creating that I'm going to be, I don't know, I'm going to be the CEO that earns $30,000 a month. Whatever, right? As opposed to whatever, whatever it is, it's developing that new script. And I love it because that really brings us into number eight, which is visualize success. And I do this a lot, man. I spend a lot of time uh, working on my vivid vision, uh, really wanting to clarify where I want to be, where I want to go, and then working my way backwards from that to uh, to make it happen. You know, I mean, the but it really starts. It starts with that vision. It starts with knowing exactly what my life is going to look like. I mean, I have a lot of things down to like real, real minute details, uh, but it comes down to to that Earl Nightingale script, a ship that knows exactly where it's going and exactly how it's going to get there is going to get there 999 times out of a thousand, right? But the ship that doesn't know where it's going, that has no idea if it makes it out of the harbor, will end up a derelict. Right. So that's what visualizing success is all about. It's knowing where you're going and making the plan to get there. It's getting your mind in a position to take action. Right. So it, it, just like I said about this morning, getting up. Right. I, I when I look in the mirror, you know, butt naked out of the shower, I'm not disgusted anymore. Right. I've never I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at. Am I like, you know, super ripped or anything? No, but I'm comfortable where I'm at. And that's part of why I get up in the morning. Uh, I feel I feel like I have more energy throughout my day. When five o'clock comes, when five o'clock comes, I'm not exhausted. That's why I get up and I, I work out in the morning. Uh, when I when I finally sit down to work after my my run, I have new ideas and new envisions and and concepts that I want to get out. Why? Because while I'm on my run, I'm putting myself in that peak state of mind. I'm thinking about these things. I'm visualizing what I want, and by doing that on a regular basis, it's going to help help me achieve what I envision. And that's, that's really what it comes down to when it comes to visualizing your success, putting yourself there. And when you do achieve success, reward yourself. Absolutely. It's part of my weekly planner. One of the things on there is to reward yourself. And sometimes it's something as simple as chips, ahoy cookies. You know, I love all reliable. Oh, so sometimes, sometimes, you know, if I get all of my uh, goals done, then I reward myself with some Chips Ahoy cookies. Other times it's bigger things that I want, like hiking boots, which I just got for myself, uh, you know, or whatever. It's it, it can be larger things. Fixing some fixing my motorcycle was another one, uh, you know, a different time. Um, you know, it depends on on what is meaningful and powerful and what actually will be a reward for you. But yeah, absolutely. When you hit those milestones, when you hit those goals, when you accomplish what you set out to accomplish, reward yourself. And don't feel bad about it. And don't feel bad about it. Uh, Moving last on, last one. one. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> this Dude, I, one, hear, I hear I've, positives and negatives on this all the time. Yeah. 
but but dude honestly i think i think it's not so much the fake it part it's the you're doing it part right you're yeah, doing it peter say. you're doing it <laughs> so right? i was gonna say like this one's this one speaks to you like it's just it's take the action Mm-hmm. it's you've done all of these things if you do these nine things like this is all of the get your mind right stuff and now number 10 here the fake it till you make it this is the do it part this is where it take you 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 have to take that courageous step you have to say okay i've i've done everything i can to get my mindset in a place where it needs to be now i just need to put my foot out the door and start freaking walking Dude, Billy Jean has one of the greatest quotes uh, that that I, I right now it's been in my head all the time. There's no such thing as a million dollar idea, only million dollar execution, right? And oh. and that's that's to me one of the one of the biggest takeaways from this whole fake it till you make it, this whole taking action. It's not the fake it part. It's that you don't learn enough from just reading a book. You don't learn enough from just listening to a YouTube video or a podcast. At some point, you need to take action. And, and James and I were talking about this this morning. I was telling him that, you know, I've, I've I've listened to so many like Tony Robbins and David Goggins and Les Browns and the Gary V's of the world and the, and the Russell Brunson's and the Grand Cordon. Like I've listened to so many books, so many audios, so many podcasts. I can almost tell you exactly what each of them is going to say next. Because I've yep. done, I've spent hours upon hours. You know, you talk about the whole, you know, out ten thousand hours to become. I've put in hours upon hours, years, the last fifteen years of learning a lot of what they talk about. At some point, if you do not take action, you plateau on the information that you have. You've gained the necessary knowledge. You know what the next step is. Take it. Go out there and do it. And at first, you will not know exactly what to expect. You will not know what's the next step maybe. You've heard all the gurus, but it's different when you actually sit down and do it yourself. You may not have all the answers, but by doing it, you will come across a problem. And in finding the solution, that's where that's where you become the expert. That's where the fake goes away and you start to make it. Understanding that that is is valuable, I think. Yep, it's all about that consistency, getting your at-bats, keep going, keep practicing, keep doing it, get up there, try it again, fail, try it again, fail, try it again, get comfortable with failure, try it again. Boom. All right, ladies and gents, hopefully you got some value out of that. would love to, uh, again, have you on the show. So if you want to be a guest on the show, go to www.insurancebroshow.com slash guest. Don't forget, while you're here, if you did get value from it, subscribe, rate, review the show, drop us a line. would love to hear from you. And as always, don't forget to follow me on all of my social media at Insurance Bro Show. That's all we got for you all, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much, as always, for tuning in. You have my heart. Seriously, love you all. You rock my socks absolutely and completely. And you. Have a nice day. Thank you for tuning in to the Insurance Pro Show. James is the CEO of the Pipeline Team of San Diego and is always in the market for top talent. If you're an agent looking for a place to hang your license, visit www.pipelineinsurance.com backslash agent opportunities or send an email to newagent at pipelineinsurance.com. Look for James on all social media at Insurance Pro Show.